Hello and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee. I'm your host, Amy Lee Westervelt, and today I have a super awesome guest as usual. I've got Dr. Sharon Stills here. She's a naturopathic medical doctor. She is an expert in all things menopause and women's um, needs and you know women's growth and I'm so excited for you guys to meet her. She is just a ray of sunshine and you guys are going to love her and she's going to tell us all about her story and all about what she does. You're listening to the Design Your Dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them. As the dream design coach, I've helped thousands of high achieving creatives reconnect with their inner blueprint to design, manifest, and live the life of their dreams. Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. So welcome, Dr. Sharon. Hi. Hi. Thank you. It's nice to be here. It's so good to have you. So, oh my goodness, my first question is always... I feel like I ask this on every episode. How does one become a naturopathic medical doctor? Like, I don't feel like that's something that we come out of school going, when I grow up. And by the way, the naturopathic part just makes my heart sing because I'm like the crunchiest mom and like the most skeptical person when it comes to pharmaceuticals and all that stuff. So naturopathic, like, I can't wait to hear all the things. Uh, that's a great question. And one myself did not come out of school and go, I want to be a naturopathic physician. I didn't even know it existed. So when I actually graduated school, I didn't even go to college. I kind of had a had a troublesome teenage years, you know, reflecting from my dysfunctional childhood that I grew up in. And so when I graduated high school, I thought, you know what? I'm like really messed up right now. I'm doing way too many drugs. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not going to go waste money and go to college because I can just stay home and party. That was my thought process. So I didn't. I just got a job as an administrative assistant. I was running, I think it was a lumber company back then. And I was just doing secretarial work and didn't go to college. And then I ended up getting married and I ended up having my children and my eldest son had a lot of issues. He had ear infections and he had eczema. And it just so happened, I was living in upstate Buffalo, New York at the time. And my neighbor had a brother who was a colon hydrotherapist. And I was like, what is a colon hydrotherapist? And I found out he stuck tube up people's butts and cleaned out their colons. But he was very into natural stuff. And he started telling me, oh, you have to do this for your son and don't take him to the pediatrician, no more antibiotics. And it all just landed and it made so much sense to me. I was like, wow, changing his diet is going to change the way his skin looks. That's amazing. And why didn't anyone tell me this? Why didn't the pediatrician tell me this? So this was back in 1989. This was before podcasts. This was before the internet. I didn't have a computer. So I just went to the library and started searching, you know, what do I do? What is natural medicine? Found a couple of books, devoured them, got really into just nutrition and all of these things. And then I found out there was a doctor across the border in Canada who was a naturopathic physician and he treated people with all sorts of ailments, but he did it naturally. So me and my friend packed up all our kids, drove across the border and went to see this guy 
And I walked out of his office and I just remember, again, this is a long time ago, but I remember standing in his um, parking lot and just saying, I'm going to do what he does. I'm going to be a naturopathic physician. And at the time, I was also getting divorced and I had a decision to make. Am I going to go back to what I knew how to do and be a secretary and struggle raising two kids on my own because I knew my ex-husband with his drug problems was never going to be contributing or helping me. I knew it was on my own. And I said, or am I going to like go do my passion? Because at this point, I was just obsessed with nutrition and herbs and natural healing. And I thought, you know, I want to wake up every day and do something that I love. And I want to wake up every day and help other parents. So I want to go be a natural pediatrician. And so I just said it. I really believe in the power of speaking what you want into existence. And so I just kept saying, I'm going to be a naturopathic physician. I'm going to be a naturopathic physician. I was 23. I had a one-year-old and a three-year-old. I was getting divorced. I had no idea what it took to become a naturopathic physician. I didn't know you needed like an undergraduate degree and all these other little minor inconveniences. <laughs> and But I just kept saying it. And I just kept saying it and I just kept seeing it. And 10 years later, I became a naturopathic physician. That's incredible. That is such an amazing story. And, and I love, you know, it illustrates such a powerful point that like everybody who does what they want to do makes up their mind past the point of no return. Like there isn't a, oh, this would be nice. Like it's, it's a moment of like, oh, this is happening. Like I'm going to make this happen. And it's that extra little dose of belief that really like supercharges the intention, which then supercharges the manifestation, right? Like you were never like, oh, it'd be nice. Maybe I'll think about it. I'm going to go check it out. You were like, nope, this is what I'm doing. And the fact that you had that kind of clarity at 23 years old is remarkable. I, if I do say so myself, like that to me, I mean, what did I want to be at 23? I don't know, probably like someone who had a lot of shoes. Like, I think that's where my clarity was, um, you know, and now with a mom, as a mom of five kids, like I, you know, I'm a completely different human than I ever would have been at 23. So the fact that you had that, oh my gosh, it gives me the chills. So, well, and I think 23, you know, in our society, we expect kids at 17, 18 to graduate and know what they're going to do. And yeah. so to me, even 23, like looking back now, I'm 55 and looking back and I'm thinking, you know, even 23, like I was such a different person back then. And even that is kind of, you know, we think of that as being old, but like you said, it really is young to really understand. But when you, when it just, when your dharma, when your passion lands, you just know it. And there's no, it's like tunnel vision. It's like, oh my God, this is why I'm here on the earth. Completely, completely. And, and it's interesting because for me, I mean, like, so what I'm going through right now is that I want to change my whole, like, I want to uproot my life and move. And, and I have this dream in the back of my head of selling my house and buying, you know, some kind of a like modular home. I have five small children and just living on land. Right. And that was always so like, I don't know, is that, you know, and like all of a sudden the clarity dropped in and it's like, no, no, this is happening. It's not a question of whether or not it is like, this is going to be something that's going to come to fruition. And so I can resonate so much with that feeling. And, and that's the first time I've really had it. Like when it comes to careers and things like that, I think I've always been kind of like 
you know, like a healer type, like I've always had some kind of uh, psychic energy or whatever, but this was the first time that that landed. And so the fact that that happened for you so early in your life is such a, I, I want to say it, it's such a gift, right? Like to just have that kind of like laser focus from so, so early on is just remarkable. So tell me, I know, I think, but I'm going to play like, you know, beginner's mind here. And for the sake of the audience, what's the difference between, I mean, I know we could do a whole podcast on it, but what's the difference between a pharmaceutical flavored doctor and say a naturopathic one? A lot. <laughs> so just briefly, my training is the same as a physician. So we all go to medical school. We all take physiology, pharmacology, anatomy, um, you know, biochemistry, all of these things. And so we all have the same basic science training. But then in the second half, so medical school is four years. So the first two years, we all do the same thing. Then the latter two years, a traditional medical doctor just kind of really tunnel vision learns pharmacy. So what's your diagnosis and what is the drug that's going to suppress it? You know, that's not what they're told, but that's the truth. What is the drug that's not going to pay attention to what's really going on and suppress your symptoms and make them show up somewhere else? So then you need another drug and then you become a lifetime patient of the pharmaceutical industry. But in naturopathic medicine, the second two um, years of our training we learn botanical medicine, we learn homeopathic medicine, we learn physical medicine, we learn mind-body medicine, we learn nutritional medicine, we learn acupuncture, we learn Ayurveda, we learn all these different healing modalities so that when someone comes in, we can say, okay, what's actually going on here? What is the root of the problem? So it's always very interesting to me because patients come in and they're like, I've been everywhere. I've been to Mayo Clinic, I've been to a million doctors, I've been to all the best and no one knows what's wrong with me. And then they come to me and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have the total opposite problem because there's so many different options that can be causing their imbalances. It can be emotional, it can be trauma, it can be a nutritional deficiency, it can be hormonal imbalances, heavy metal toxicity, mold toxicity, et cetera, et cetera. So the body is very complex and most issues that we're experiencing are multifactorial. So it's never just oh, you're deficient in zinc, or oh, you need to stop eating dairy. It's always a combination of things that help someone really heal and find the cure they're looking for. I remember when we lived in Alaska, I had really, really bad adrenal fatigue. I mean, to the point where I, I could like write on my skin. And I went to a regular doctor, you know, my husband was in the military. So we, we saw someone who was affiliated with post and I found out that I had a nodule on my thyroid. And the first thing was I was nursing at the time. So I didn't want to take any meds and I didn't want to do the, the carbon uptake, whatever thing. Cause I was like, no. Um, and they were like, okay, well, we need to do a biopsy to see, you know, if it's cancer or whatever. So they did the biopsy and, and they were like, you know, you, you're pretty close to a thyroid storm or whatever. I don't know, something like that. Mm -hmm. And they were like, you could take it out. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to. And so I went to a naturopath and she was amazing. And she gave me like these herbs. She gave me like Tilia and I forget the other one. And she told me to sleep like a lot. Right. And I was in this network marketing company where like sleeping was not a thing. Like you didn't do that. You, you were just constantly like, you know, eviscerating yourself uh, and energetically. Um, and long story short, 
I never did a thing about it and it went away. And my, and I mean, I did do a thing. I went to a naturopath, but that moment, like I, I, I am, I am here as living proof of going to see someone who was a naturopathic physician doing the protocol that they told me to do and having my seemingly big, I mean, it was a three centimeter nodule on my thyroid and it was benign, um, but it went away. And that, that, that moment made me a believer. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, our medicine really, really works. I could, you know, I could spend years talking about all the success stories and patients who came in who, you know, I have a specialty in naturopathic oncology. So I work a lot with patients who are dealing with cancer diagnoses. And so I have so many patients who were told, you know, this is it go get your affairs in order. Um, you know, you're not going to make it, which no one should ever tell anyone. Uh, no one should play God and know when you're going to expire. And, you know, these patients are living healthy, happy lives and, um, you know, years out from their diagnoses. Same thing with women who are wanting to get pregnant and have, you know, gone through the ringer. And that is such a stressful situation. And I've helped countless women have little naturopathic babies and all naturally without using IVF and injecting all these harmful synthetic hormones. And so it's really, you know, once you find out about like the natural way, it's like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. And why would I want to take pharmaceuticals? And, you know, there's a time and place for everything. And so, you know, I don't want you to walk away saying, you know, Dr. Stills never says to never take a pharmaceutical because, you know, it depends what, what your situation is and who you're working with. But if you're working with someone like me, I can tell you in over 20 years of practice, I've never had to prescribe even like an antibiotic uh, for serious conditions from pneumonia to COVID nowadays to, um, you know, strep throat, erysipelas, like all sorts of acute illnesses, because I know how to work with the body and support the body naturally. But if you don't have someone doing that, you know, and you're in a life threatening situation, you may need to take a pharmaceutical. So it's all about who you gather up and get on your healing team. So you're well prepared. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I, I believe very deeply in what I call emergent medicine, right? Like if it's like trauma related, like your kid falls out of a tree, needs a cast all day long. Right? <laughs> we like, are, we are. <laughs> situation, absolutely. Um, but, you know, for that reason, my family, my mother's going to have a nervous breakdown. Mom, don't watch this. My family doesn't carry <laughs> medical insurance because I am not of the mindset that I want to bet that my family is going to get sick. And the insurance companies betting that they're not right. Like that's mm -hmm. not a game I want to play energetically. So, I mean, if my kid has a problem, like a real problem, um, and I do have a daughter who is like the hypochondriac of all hypochondriacs that manages to like conjure, like a daily plague, like that girl, she's seven and she, she can literally create like something that lasts just long enough to freak me out to feel like she's dying and then it goes away it's the craziest thing she'll have like a knot like a like a knot this big on her face and i'll be like oh my gosh let's watch it to see if it gets big. and it disappears she she has has broken her ankle and it goes back together i don't understand it but all that to say when it comes to you know something that's really a big deal of course we're gonna go get medical care but this preventative stuff 
I, I can't for uh, like, why, why would I energetically want to entertain the idea that something's going to get me? Like, shouldn't I be in the complete opposite energetic wavelength of like, if it happens, we'll deal with it. Why, why, why would I bring that on myself? I mean, that's how I feel about it. Absolutely. So as far as your daughter, I mean, kids have this innate, amazing healing power. And if we don't shut it down, the body is capable of miraculous things. It's just a lot of times we suppress everything. We suppress a fever, which is our own body's mechanism of healing. And so when we suppress, whether it be with pharmaceuticals or emotionally, it just goes back into the body and it shows up in another area. So if you have a child who has eczema and you put corticosteroid cream on it, well, then the next thing you know, two years later, that child now has asthma because you've suppressed it. And the imbalance is always going to find a way to express itself. And then, yeah, as far as insurance and so in the in the olden days in traditional chinese medicine in china you would go see the doctor to stay well and if the and you would pay you would go see the doctor and you'd get your acupuncture and your herbs and you would do it preventatively to stay well and if you got sick then you didn't have to pay because then the doctor wasn't doing their job of keeping you well and then you, you know, you wouldn't have to pay and they would have to treat you. And so it's kind of, we're so opposite that way. So I always say, and I dream of this day where people wake up and they're like, I feel freaking amazing. So I'm going to call Dr. Stills because I want an appointment so I can keep feeling this way and find out. But that, I mean, I've been practicing over two decades now and I probably can count on just both my hands, maybe an extra finger or two on how many people have come to see me because they feel good and they just want to practice prevention. Unfortunately, a lot of people come when they don't feel good and they're in fear and they're scared. But this could be a, you know, an opening for, for all of you listening to, to really think about, you know, how can I keep staying healthy? What am I doing preventatively? Because energetically, that is such a higher level and a higher vibration to be in rather than, oh my God, I'm sick and now I'm desperate and now I'm freaked out and now it's bringing up all my trauma and I'm, I'm grabbing at straws. What am I going to do? And so we really need to rethink our, our physical health is, you know, it's really corny, but it's like your health is your wealth. Because if you don't have your health, it doesn't matter what you have, you're not going to be able to enjoy it. So if you have, you know, a huge bank account or a beautiful home or a great community, but you're sick and you're not feeling good, then it, it, you're not going to have the same experience with it. So always remembering our physical body, which is totally attached to our spiritual and emotional body, so that the mind-body connection is real, it, it is married, but that our physical vessel needs to be attended to. We are spiritual beings having this physical experience, but we have to also take good care of our physical body with getting enough sleep, with feeding it right, with supporting our organs of elimination, and so on and so forth. So being healthy and taking care of our, you know, it's not easy being human. It, it takes some energy and attention. <laughs> I think that's really a really great point. The way you said that too is like, and, and it makes me rethink, right? Like it's, it's a calibration. It's a, it's a, it's like getting a tune up as opposed to what I was thinking, which is like, Oh, let's go get another, you know, 
uh, inoculation for this thing that's this big bad disease that's coming to get you. And it's not about that. It's about recalibrating the system and getting it to optimal conditions so that heaven forbid it does encounter something like that. It's able to, you know, to process it and, and, and to, uh, to fight it. So I practice terrain-based medicine, which not all naturopaths actually practice, but I believe that your terrain, your internal milieu, your extracellular matrix, the space between your cells is where health begins and ends. And so, yes, a germ is going to come at you potentially, but what's going on in your terrain, if you're healthy, you're going to be fine. If you're sick, if your pH is off, if you're demineralized, if you're dehydrated, if you don't have enough fatty acids, et cetera, et cetera, then you may get ill. But th these bacterias, these viruses, these bugs, they live within us. They're actually symbiotic and they help us exist. And so they are symbiotic, but when they, when you are out of balance, then they go through a pathogenic up-leveling and they can become harmful. So strep always lives within our throat, but when you're out of balance, it can upgrade and become pathogenic and you have strep throat. So we are- We have cold sores. Like I have cold sores all the time, but they're not always going to react, right? Because like it has to be like stress or the sun or something. They always come from something. Right. It's, it's how our system. And so we are, we are connected to nature. We, we don't spend enough time in nature. And that's always one of my prescriptions. You know, I have a prescription pad, but I never write for pharmaceuticals on it. I'm always writing like, go hug yourself, uh, go on a vacation, go lay in a hammock, put your feet on the ground, spend time in the sun. These are the things that really heal us. Not all medicine comes in a pill bottle. Um, you know, and I love, I, you know, I'm a big believer. If you saw my cabinets, you know, I take lots of supplements, but they're supplements. They are supplements to a good, healthy lifestyle and a relationship with yourself, with your community, with nature. That's how we really heal. I think that's so well said. So I'm sure you've been asked this question a million times, um, or maybe you haven't, but I think you probably haven't. I'm just curious. It's not, it's kind of off the beaten path. But you mentioned COVID, um, which I, I feel like was a whole experience in and of itself that I really didn't participate in COVID. And um, but what I mean by that is like, it didn't happen to us. Like we were very much isolated from it. And, and we also took care not to play. We didn't opt into COVID. Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious, like, what was that like for you as a naturopath? to see what was going on, to see the way that it was being handled or not handled. How did you stay sane during this giant sociological experiment that may or may not have, you know, been what it was or wasn't, right? I'm not going to alienate my entire audience here, but I think you know what I'm saying. H how did you like not go crazy? <sighs> well... <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say I didn't? But I, you know, I spoke out. I started my own podcast um, because I wanted, to, I was so frustrated of the misinformation that was being given that I started a podcast um, to speak the truth, to speak the uncensored truth and to to share what people weren't being told and what they should have been told. And it, it was 
it was very familiar for me because like I said, I work a lot with patients dealing with cancer diagnoses and it's a very similar thing. Patients are gaslit into thinking they need chemo, they need radiation, they need it tomorrow or they're gonna die. And my patients who have fared the best chose to opt out of chemo and opt out of radiation and just heal the body naturally. Um, so, so it was like, oh, here we go again, but now it's on like this, you know, massive level. So it's still very frustrating to me. I mean, luckily I was able to support and, you know, treat my patients who did have this bioweapon, this virus, this experience, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so I was able to help a lot of people avoid hospitals and to get better and to to really empower them to realize, oh, wow, like I can handle this. I've got the strength. My body is strong. My body is able to take care of this. I can do the right things and I can trust in my own self rather than searching for salvation out there, which really was never going to come anyway and came with a whole host of major issues. So now I'm dealing with a lot of um, people who are injured from choices they made and helping them. And there is help, um, just need to have the right, you know, doctor again, helping you. And so, and it, it's just, um, it's very sad. It's very frustrating um, because I really feel like it was this major, major gaslighting. And I know so many people, um, so many colleagues and friends who, you know, who were really shut down and censored and shouldn't have been because they were really speaking what was truthful. It's interesting, too, because you wonder when you look at history, how did things happen? How did thalidomide manage to, like, you know, maim so many children? Like, how did doctors not figure it out? Like, how did these things, how did these atrocities, how did we do these things? How did we not know about cigarettes? And then you look at something like this and you're like, oh, this is how. Because it was deliberate, because it was purposeful. And it won't be until years later when people feel energetically divorced from it that they'll ever say anything about it as a society. And living through that, if you're not like, you know, grounded in who you are and understanding like that as, as a cultural landscape, it will drive you crazy. Like I know that because I just, I mean, even the way that things are right now in society, I'm looking around like this can't be reality. Like this can't be reality. Like I'm, I'm mind blown at what's going on in this country right now. And I'm like, I'm sorry, the president can't go to the coronation of a, another uh, world leader because he can't travel twice in the same month because he's too old. How is he going to be a next? How, how does he even fathom that he's going to run again? Like, where, where are we? Yeah, you know? and we're in the twilight zone. I we're in the and I say we're in the upside down world. I'm not sure where we are, and from a medical perspective, because that's where my expertise. Sure. Is, sure. You know, I've seen this time and time again, but it's really, um, it's really full blown now, and um, you know, people's health are at stake, and the future generations are at stake, and it it, it concerns me. It definitely concerns me. Um, and so I'm, I'm playing, you know, my part is ever small as it is just to help the people that are, you know, in my practice and that I, you know, and speaking out and changing, you know, changing the conversation or at least having the conversation because, you know, ultimately I have very strong views, but ultimately I want people to just be fully aware and fully educated. And then you choose what works for you. Um, 
you know, we are all unique and we're all different and we all have different beliefs. But when you're not given the full story and you're kind of brainwashed and gaslit and then, you know, unfortunately, what's happening now, people are waking up and they're pissed. And they're angry. And, you know, I'm seeing that in my practice and I'm helping them work through it because anger and fear are some of the biggest detriments to our immune system and our health. And so we always have to uh, be managing the trauma, the emotions. A lot of our issues always get drawn back to, you know, to what happened in childhood, to what's going on with your with your inner child and what need did you not get met and how did you decide you were going to see the world and how is that expressing itself with you now? And so there's a lot of moving pieces that are going on now and um, we really need to keep waking up because our health, our generations that are coming, you know, the kids it's just the kids nowadays, if they're not raised by a crunchy granola mom like you and me, <laughs> then then they are, you know, they're cool too. I love it. <laughs> I homeschooled my kids until I started medical school. And then I was like, I cannot do this. Well, <laughs> but um, yeah, so there there's a lot um, that there's a lot of work we need. But I mean, it all starts with, you know, you if you're listening and you can be open and have different viewpoints and change your energy and make different choices, then that's how we, you know, one by one, we, we model for others. And then people say, wow, like, what are you doing? And why, why are you so healthy? And then they learn and they go, oh, and you know, the pharmaceuticals have not been working for me. And so it's kind of our, you know, our, it's important for us to, to share and, teach without being preachy. You know, we can only teach those that are like knocking on the door and being like, Hey, you know, is there another way? Absolutely. And they will come and they do, you know, like, um, when, you know, I hang out with some friends and I always say there are moms that are concerned about what happens if my kid gets this communicable disease. There are moms that are like, what happens if I inoculate my kid for this communicable disease and it hurts them. And both are absolutely relevant. And we get to decide which of those conversations is more fearful for us. And it's the judgment where it becomes a problem, right? It's the judgment. It's the like, well, you should do this or you shouldn't do that. It's like, no, 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 no. Like we both acknowledge that we have the fear and each of those fears is is powerful and, and relevant, you know? And so if you feel all of a sudden, and I've had many people come to me and be like, hey, can you point me? Can you show me? And I'm like, oh, absolutely. I can show you. I have more resources than anyone. Absolutely. But I'm not going to go, hey, just so you know, I saw that your kid got their, you know, six month shots today. And here's all this. Like, I would never do that. No, because that, you know, then it's in their mind and the mind is a powerful tool. So I remember when I was a young mom and as I was learning to not trust in the traditional medical system, you know, they were like, we're going to take your kids away from you if you're like a bad mother and you don't inoculate them. And so my first son actually had a couple of inoculations before I just stood up. I wasn't a doctor yet, but I just thought, no, this is this is wrong. And back then, this is 1989. There was only like six shots in the schedule as opposed yeah, to I was born in 82. And I think we had eight altogether, yeah. the whole so, schedule. And I had them all. Now there's, you know, 
upwards of 70 something. So, you know, but I stood up and I just knew that this was, was the right choice and was so glad that I, you know, and then as I've gone along and learned, and then of course, in my practice, what I have seen just really, um, you know, drove it home for me. Like I have seen kids who were fine and then they were inoculated and then they were not fine. And it's a very clear correlation. Um, so yeah, it is, you know, it's everyone's choice. It's just get educated. I think when you really get educated and you step outside the party line, the, the choice becomes a lot clearer on what is healthy for your child and what is not. And it all is on based on fear. You know, if you don't do this, your child's going to get you know, chicken pox, like we have chicken pox parties. Come on, let's get chicken pox. It ha you know, chicken pox, measles, these things actually help support the immune system. They train the immune system. They are definitely correlated with less occurrence of autoimmune disease later on because the immune system has been trained. We have to stop suppressing fevers. We have to let a fever ride. It is the innate wisdom of the body. If you're ill, let the heat rise, let it do its job. But we've been so scared. Oh my God, you know, my child's going to have a seizure. And, you know, a lot of this is just false. We need better education. So, you know, I think everyone needs a naturopathic doctor on their healing team. And even within naturopathic medicine, um, there are different viewpoints. So you have to find the right naturopathic doctor for you um, who's going to really help you on your journey. Yeah, I think that's so well said. Um, and there's so much we could say about that. Like, and I love that we're at least we're on the same side of that, right? Because it must be really frustrating when you're not. You're just like, okay, well, we'll continue the interview, but like, I'm going to forget all about you after this and go, <laughs> go earth, right? Like, it's just like, ah. Um, okay, so my my kind of last question, and then I'm going to ask some um, just kind of where we can find you. But I think this is a good follow up question or or a follow on question. Um, so I just turned forty in November, and so I would like to call myself on what you call like pre pre menopausal, right? So I'm not like quite there. I'm starting to kind of get the like I had one period that just totally threw me for a loop. I was like, oh my gosh, like I felt like I had incontinence. It was this whole thing, and so I guess what I want to know. Um, there are a lot of people in my audience that are younger than me and also some that are kind of my age. Like, what would you suggest? Because I think that menopause is something we all know is coming, but I also think it's something that we don't really get to experience education about until it's here. And then we're like, oh my God, like it's almost as Trump traumatizing as it is to get your period in the first place. And so what I want to know is kind of like, what's some like pre-education or like, what's a good way to start to really kind of like acclimate yourself to this part of your life when it's not here yet, but it's inevitable and it's on its way. And you're starting to get these little glimpses of it rather than just, Oh, we're here, hot flash city. You know, now what do we do? I think that's a great question. I love that question because I, I'm always talking about pre-gaming. So my own personal story was when I started my medical practice, I was 31 or 32. I had the worst premenstrual issues like ever. Like, people would ask me if I was pregnant, I would get so bloated. It was very embarrassing for everyone involved. And so, but at the same time, Suzanne Summers had just written her first book about bioidentical hormones and menopause. And someone came in with the book and said, I want this, can you help me? 
And so I started all of a sudden my practice blew up and I had this huge menopausal practice where I was helping women with bioidentical hormones. And I thought, all right, I cannot be a hypocrite. One of my you know, philosophies is practice what I preach. And I'm like, I'm helping all these women. I'm watching all these menopausal women. They're like aging backwards and they're amazing and they're feeling great. And I'm like dying with my period. And so I started working on my own hormones and my liver and my lymphatic flow and my gut and all the things that go into having balanced hormones. And so I rebalanced my hormones, got rid of my PMS. And when I went through menopause, I was 48. I never even had a hot flash. And I, uh, so to celebrate menopause, I climbed Kilimanjaro. It worked out perfect. Um, menopause, the, the op, you know, the actual definition is one year without your period. And the universe was like cahoots with me. And so it was literally one year that I hadn't had my period that I stood on top of Kilimanjaro. And it was to say to the universe, to my followers, to myself, to my patients, to my community, that like, this is just the beginning. I call menopause the sacred second act. And we have been so misinformed to think menopause is when I, I have, I run retreats for women um, who are menopausal or perimenopausal or just interested in women's health. And I had one woman once say to me, like she was taught when you go through menopause, like you die. And she really believed that. And I think we have such misconceptions. We think, oh, when you go through menopause, you become fat ugly. You're like a useless cow and you get put out to pasture and you don't matter anymore. And so if you are younger and you are having any kind of issues with your menstrual cycle, like I had a patient the other day tell me, oh, well, my menstrual cycle is normal. You know, I have the normal cramps and the normal headaches. And I was like, no, we've normalized symptoms that should not be normalized. Our periods, if you're having any kind of symptoms, migraines, excessive bleeding, not bleeding enough, these are all signs that there's imbalances. If you are having problems getting pregnant, if you have PCOS, if you, you know, I can go on and on and on, fibroids, et cetera, endometriosis, these are all signs that there's an imbalance. And if you deal with them now when you're younger, then menopause is just going to be a beautiful experience. To me, I I love being postmenopausal. Like, you know, you can have sex without having to worry about getting pregnant. I, you know, there's a lot, like, instead of giving birth to human babies, like I'm giving birth to creativity, to my passions, to, you know, my kids are grown, they're out of the house. It's more about me now. It's a, it's a What's beautiful human design, Dr. Sharon. What's my human design? I am a generator. What numbers though? Do you know? One, three. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I don't know as much about human design yet. Um, I'm just starting to learn. I'm a but, uh, also. I'm a five one. Okay, cool. So yeah, I just think that it, it's kind of that you know, that fear of death or that fear of menopause, it's just embracing and stepping into the moment where you are now. And it's never too early to learn about these things, because a lot of the things that I teach to get you through menopause are the same things I would teach you to help you get pregnant, to overcome an illness, to have healthy cycles. Um, healing is, you know, there's a lot of foundational things that just works for everyone, even, even for the guys, <laughs> you know, you don't have to even be, just be a woman. And so we really want to, um, you know, start early and perimenopause is like this, un perimenopause is the years before menopause. And 
old school thinking is like, oh, perimenopause can possibly happen until I'm 45. So if I'm 35 and I go to the doctor and I'm having migraines or I'm having issues, couldn't possibly be my hormones. Here, take an antidepressant. So that is not true. Perimenopause can start as early as your 30s. So if you are struggling with fatigue, with constipation, with insomnia, with, with anything, with low immune um, system, then it could be your hormones. It could be perimenopause. So find someone who's going to listen to you because you know your body best. You know, I get the honor and privilege of having an appointment with my patients once a month, once a year, whatever it is, but you live in your body 24 seven and you are intuitive. So when a patient comes into me and they say, you know, I've been told it's not this, but I really feel it is like, I just have this feeling, then I listen. So find a doctor who's going to listen to you. It's a great thing when you have, you know, when I run labs and of course I run very specialized labs because the typical labs that are run by typical MDs are, are so limited. But when, you know, sometimes even I run a lab and I'm like, you know, it even, it looks okay to me. But if you're still complaining, I'm like, well, let's do a trial. Let's see how you feel on some bioidentical hormones or whatever it may be, or this herb or anything. And, you know, cause I'm gonna listen to you because we don't all fit into the perfect lab range. They're just ranges. That's, that's yeah, that's so true. And, and you're right. Like everybody's body is different and incidentally, Human design's all about that too. Human design's about differentiation and recognizing that we try to homogenize, you know, because it's more economic, right? To make a whole mm -hmm. bunch of something and just paint them different colors and give people the illusion of choice. But with human design, it's all about everybody is calibrated to their own unique and even even within, you know, the type and even within the the profile, there's like tiny nuances like the primary health system. Oh my gosh, you would geek out on that. You should check that out. The PHS in human design, you would just be like, I mean, like based on your human design, like what time you're supposed to eat during the day. So for me, I'm supposed to eat in indirect sunlight or, uh, you know, indirect light. So I'm supposed to eat later in the day and like everybody has different, oh, it's so cool. You would so love it. And I think well, I've never heard of that, but you know, I'm Googling that right after this talk. Yeah, it's called PHS, the primary health system. And you will just be like, oh, it's so good. Okay. Speaking of so good, how can people get a hold of you if they want to learn more? I know that you have a summit coming up. You're going to be um, hosting. So how do people get a hold of you? So my website is drstills.com. Oh, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> so if you go there and sign up, you can get on my email list. And that's how I communicate all my speaking events, all my thoughts, everything that's going on. So I, we email, you know, a couple of times a week and give you lots of information. I speak on a lot of events. So I'm always telling you where you can catch me next. And yeah, and then if you're on there, you'll be made aware. My summit is going to be in September. It's called Mastering the Menopause Transition 2.0. But like I said, you know, if you're 25, like there's going to be something, it's totally free and there's something to learn. I talk about everything from EMF issues to exercise, to detoxification, to diet, to hormones, to gut health. And so a lot of these things are applicable no matter where you are in your in your journey. I love that. And I'm definitely going to be signing up for that. So thank you so much for telling us about that. It has been such a pleasure having you on the show today. Like it's one of those conversations. You don't know what's going to come up. You don't know what you're going to say. 
And then it's just like, oh my goodness, like, you know, kindred spirits in all the ways. And it's just a really beautiful conversation. And I would love to have you on the show again another time. And maybe we'll talk about something quite not so polarizing. But I don't know, because that's kind of our MO, isn't it? Yes, got to spread the truth. <laughs> Thank you for Thank having you so me. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, it was my sincere pleasure. I so appreciate you. And that will do it for this episode of the Dream Design Podcast. Until next week, when we have another great guest, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. Namaste. Hey, Dream Builder, are you loving this stuff? Do you want more? More human design, law of attraction, and manifestation? Then my Designed to Dream membership is for you. You'll get the Dream Design Vault packed with pre-recorded content to help you design and manifest your dreams, a monthly group coaching call with me, and a monthly theme and meditations to support you on your journey. Membership is just $47 a month, and you can cancel anytime with no hassle. Join us and start designing your dreams now.